Hello there, sports fans. Georgie Parker here. That's what she said. We've got one final episode to go after this. So strap in tight and next 45 minutes, tune in to Absolute Dribble as per normal. I've got Bubs Barbieri and No Guns Nelson here with me. Nelson, firstly, has anyone else nicknamed you No Guns yet? No, not not yet. Um, obviously, we've just got the one fan that I've um, that names me No Guns Nelson, so nothing to report on that front. But I can't believe we've only got one more episode left. That does mean that Christmas is coming, and I realised it the other day because I went to get my eyebrows done, and they said can't to tell. me, can't, yeah. <laughs> "Well, there's two of them, so that's good." Um, <laughs> But they said to me, oh, you need to, like, basically book in now before Christmas. Now, this was, you know, early November, and I reckon they've been spruiking that line for about the last couple of months that you need to book in before Christmas. Um, so I booked in because I thought, well, I don't want to have a monobrow over Christmas time, but that's when it sunk in. We're literally a, a month away. It's a ploy. We it's a great marketing strategy. <laughs> five Saturdays till Christmas, guys, and they – Fill up this time of year. There's always something to go to. Um, Christmas party season's coming up. Have we yeah. got any stories from Christmas parties? Do we ever do anything stupid? Do we? Do we? Like, I, I'm the one who is walking around going, you shouldn't smoke that. You shouldn't snort that. <laughs> guys, <laughs> guys, <laughs> this, this is getting oh, over the top. They're not my Christmas parties, I tell you now. <laughs> I, I hate going to Jake's like, oh, you're coming to my Christmas party. I'm like, I don't really want to go hang out with your work pals. Yeah. Like it's assumed that your partner comes, isn't it? But I don't really want to go. Is it rude for me to say no? No, I think it's okay because then they get to have a like a like some people actually like their partners being with them. We we get that. But then oh. there are the, the, the times where you just say, I can be the regular Joe that I am without my partner being there and without them telling stories that I ne- not necessarily am, am fond of in front of my partner. But then also the problem is I say to Jeff, I say, listen, you have spoken to me about these people. I, I can't remember their names. Don't act like you, the way you speak to me about to your friends. I can't remember people's names. So he's like, you remember Jim Bob? And I'm like, I don't remember him. Remember. Don't put me on the spot like that. It's kind of nice to put names to faces when they come home and complaining about true. somebody. It is kind of nice to put your put those names to faces. Now, Ash, you've got a new job. What's your Christmas party going to entail? Well, the first week I was on the job, we already went and had, like, drinks. Um, oh, so this is workplace. Workplace. I know, I know. But I actually had some wind-up, like, drinks the other day and um, I reckon I had maybe five Proseccos. <laughs> I won't. Which isn't like that much, like for a Christmas party, and it was all the same drink. I woke up and I literally felt as though I'd been hit by a bus. I had the biggest headache. I couldn't. Yeah, but it was over like a period of time, <laughs> and I kind of went. I feel like I'm a seasoned veteran in like you know drinking wine, but prosecco obviously gets to me. Had a cracky headache. Couldn't drink coffee in the morning, and so that only exacerbated it. So by the time it got to about four o'clock, I could finally stomach a coffee, and then within ten minutes, it just all cleared up. So I think it was like a combination of prosecco slash minor caffeine withdrawals. deficiency. Yeah, <laughs> which like isn't a positive on either end of the spectrum, isn't it? <laughs> to realize, that, like, to realize you're, you're definitely addicted to coffee. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. My sister-in-law is a paramedic. And we had a hens at her place the other day, a hens do. 
Um, and she literally had people going the next morning, going in to get <laughs> drips. <laughs> I, I think oh, if you got that skill, you go for it. If you also have access to a Z- the Dancertron, you go for it. Love you it. Know, like, <laughs> Love it. We've got a way go around with it. Put the wafer on. On your yeah, way. the wafer. Oh, I ha- I have them next to my bed. Oh, they're so good. Yes, bubs. I have what? a secret. Apparently, if you now before you drink, you have pear juice. Yes. Apparently, it's called bay juice. Have you seen it? No. There's one called bay juice. Yeah, and it's a type of pear. You gotta have this a- this certain type of pear. Okay, so. I would have just bought them more pear no, you can go and you can go and buy it from like pharmacies and stuff. And it does okay. help. I think it helps. Well, so, um, so some of my teammates are like as soon as you see the pear juice on Instagram, that's when you know that that they're trying to cover up, they're getting on it. <laughs> well, speaking of um teammates and speaking of getting on it, training, you're back at training now and yeah. you you've ventured to us. I did. I have a huge problem with surprise testing. I absolutely hate it. Like not only normally, but after a lockdown, when you turn <laughs> up and, you know, it's it's like you're, the strips are going to be there for you to wear, just bring your boots, everything's going to be fine, and then wham, you're busted on with testing and you don't even have proper runners. Like come on, guys. And, and, and for a start, I'm I'm aged. Let's just say that I'm I'm a mature age. <laughs> and and for me to turn up, out of training, out of testing, it's, a, it's an age clause. It's a clause I think I should. Forty-seven. I actually like testing, and I I like to see how far I come, you know, down the track. So I don't mind the testing. It's the surprise tactics. It's the um, I haven't warmed up, sort of. Yeah, now do three hops and and a jump and and three bounds and they're all maximal efforts. So I am sore yes from yesterday, mainly because I did the testing, not <laughs> three from bounds. the training. Three bounds. Oh, this is such goalie <laughs> testing. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Three, bounds. Come... three bounds for testing. I'd be so happy. Well, to, I'll need three come back to me when you to do like five lots of one k. Yeah, but that's coming. That's coming. I haven't done that part yet. That's the worst yeah, part. Bye. But it doesn't matter for goalies. No, they did it for all of them. No, that was for all of I do feel sorry for goalies when they've never run 5Ks in their life, like probably combined, never run that far. (laughs) And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, you've got to do five 1Ks. Like it is a little bit unfair. My problem with the surprise testing is that they use it as like a, a deterrent or like a punishment for going out and having a big night. So it's like, oh, you know, we'll put a testing on New Year's Day because that will surely stop them from having a big night on New Year's Eve. Like they don't even care what you get. It's like we just don't actually want them rocking up too hungover. So we'll put a test on that night. It's a ploy. I'm on to them and I don't agree with it. And um, I agree with you, Bubs. Like the fact of having surprise testing on one hand is really bad, but then on this other hand it's like, well, then I'm not getting nervous, then I'm not sort of on the toilet uh, the whole day before worrying about it. Yeah, I agree. Um, so my it's a bit anxiety, of, you know. Yeah, my anxiety is through the roof for like days before testing. Mm. I know, like, hey, I know what you get. You don't have that. You don't have that. And then they do that. Um, then they do that um, argument of, "Well, you should be coming to every training the same preparation." Yeah, it's like no. 
Yeah, no. like, no, I've had a full work day or, yeah. no, I had, like, chips for lunch. I didn't have that. <laughs> I could have carb-loaded. I, oh. I should have carb-loaded. I, I should have like, had, had my creatine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for your bounds, yeah, of course. Yeah, no, um, testing, I will never forget when they put testing on the 2nd of January after Christmas break and it's like, well, yes. It's it's you're right. It's just to make you be more mindful over that break. But it just it it more pisses you off that they feel like they can control you than anything. I, I actually and they do control you. <laughs> I've decided that since retiring, there is nothing that has made me feel sick. Like rocking up and seeing a speaker out on yes. the field. Oh, I, I, I haven't had that feeling. Oh, that one. Your oh. test will commence in Sorry. 10 seconds. <laughs> no, oh, don't do that. But it does. It sends shivers down your spine and it's a very specific feeling. And I went, I've never felt that. But now even when you just did that, I actually probably have to go down because <laughs> I feel sick. <laughs> there are certain places, though, that I drive past or walk past and I'm like, oh, that place gives me shivers yes. from the memories. Like I just remember, like, for example, Ash, Hale Hockey Club, we did like a testing of this laps around and I got these horrific blisters. I took my shoes off and my feet were just bloodied and like I would, like that place just gives me the heebie-jeebies. You, the King's Park, you've got a couple of golf courses. It's just like you can't play golf there now. No, and you're I a handicap of 73. Yeah, basically. I'm pretty good. Um, <laughs> I remember that hail hockey turf because it was the first time that I remember as part of fitness they started rolling hockey balls and the fitness was to chase hockey balls. And I thought this is akin to being a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got bad memories of that place too, but you know, and not there's, just a, there's a there's an there's an orienteering club that I can't go back to either because that was one of our torture fitness sessions after doing testing in the morning. It's so true. This golf club I'm talking about, it's a nice golf club, but I've just come to the fact that I'm never going to sprint par threes, jog par fours and stride out par fives or whatever it was. <laughs> it was awful. You know what, when they're trying to trick you into fitness, I, I like that's the one thing I hate. Just tell me it's fitness. Don't I'm tell me dumb. we're having a party <laughs> 3K away and make us run there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not dumb. Chasing that person is still fitness. Yeah. Uh, just because we've got a ball in our hand now doesn't mean we're stupid. <laughs> I have a stick in my hand. Now Now it's fun. <laughs> but it is, now I've done more coaching, it is, you feel kind of powerful when you go Ooh, right yeah. to the baseline. That, that feeling is actually something that, I have to remember that I used to be an athlete because hmm. it's very easy to tell someone to do something. With great power comes great responsibility, Georgie Parker. <laughs> yeah, it's something that you I failed. shouldn't have. Either. You failed. I shouldn't have either of those. All right, guys. So I, I was um, I was actually watching the news and or almost <laughs> live. Is that is that your fun fact? Yeah, that's my fun fact. And I, I, I saw some, I saw Bernard Tomic in on the um, on, on the socials, and it was about him and how he's got this new girlfriend and stuff like that. And and, From and I'm like, fans. yeah, Let's discuss OnlyFans for a second because holy shit, you can make some serious money on OnlyFans. What is really? OnlyFans? It's kind of like a you've got a, it's like a subscription service for to see exclusive photos and videos of people, 
Yeah. And so we could make an OnlyFans account and people have to pay $15 a month to um, come and look at our content. stuff. But some people have like thousands and thousands of, yeah, thousands and thousands of followers all paying 15 bucks a month. Anyway. And so I'm just Go. trying to wonder, <laughs> like, are people still liking Bernard Dominic? Because <laughs> no, obviously just, through this right. fan site that he must have followers, but is that because you hate him and you want to know what he's up to so that you can drag him through the mud or is that people actually liking him still? Because I'm, I'm, I'm of the impression that, okay, we were over him and now how can anybody like him anymore? So it got me to thinking about stars that you hate but everyone else rates. So well, I think Tommy, I don't think anyone really would like Tommy. He lasted, what, a day in I'm a Celeb? Yeah. Do you remember it's, that? It's a car crash theory, isn't it, that you just can't help but watch. Look away. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, you look know, away. You, you meant to kind of look away. You know that you're meant to look away because you should. But you like the Donald help, Trump. Kind of you can't just, stop watching yeah, him. Rubber neck and you can't. Exactly. So, I mean, we're likening Bernard Tommy to Donald Trump, but I feel like it could almost be... <laughs> A fair comparison. I mean, it's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, he's not an athlete, but he's somebody that is very polarising. People either love him or, or hate him. Um, but who would love him? I just don't understand. Tommy? Are they or... mentally? Yeah, Tommy, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I was Trump. going to say 75 million people in the US. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that blows my mind. Um, we're not getting into politics. We're so politics heavy last week. Um the, yeah, well, you're right. Tommy, I don't think anyone really likes Tommy. I think he was given a bit of grace when he was younger because it's like, oh, he's younger. I mean, Curios as well has probably taken some more um, votes his way, um, especially over the pandemic where, you know, he's giving back a lot and calling out players <laughs> like um, Djokovic, who he's another, he's becoming polarising too. Mm, Tennis yeah. players because they're so individual and they have so much personality. Um, they're often ones that are like Well, I that. think that's it, isn't it? So usually it's kind of individual athletes because they can afford to be polarising or they can afford to speak their mind. They don't necessarily have to sort of toe the, the company or team line. So you kind of see these individuals coming out that I think people are really kind of passionate uh, about. Um, you don't see it so much from, from team sports unless you're that good. They just can't afford to drop you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like a Dane Swan, for example. Exactly, like a Dane Swan. And I reckon that he would have been more outlandish, you know, should he have played an uh, individual sport. Oh, 100%. Well, I actually, um, this might get me in trouble with certain people, but Patrick Dangerfield for me. Um, You've expressed this before. <laughs> I have. You're right. I just don't want him winning a premiership. I can't have him winning a premiership. What I don't like about Danger is that Danger puts his views and his opinions above the teams and he's the president of the PA yet he's so he speaks on behalf of everyone but he doesn't he speaks on behalf of the guys all on 800,000 plus he doesn't give a shit if the $75,000 rookie player loses his job so for example if they said all right you can either all take a pay cut and keep your list sizes the same which will keep especially injury-prone players or the clubs who have injuries within the clubs, keep them safe and whatever, he'd be like, well, no, how else can we do it? He's all about shorter quarters, the more money, and I just don't like it. Danger can say no wrong in Melbourne. He's just everywhere. He's a bit like, you know, Nick Nat's everywhere here, Ash. Mm. He's like that everywhere. He'll be like, it might be like underneath in the paper, it might be like some huge news story about 
whatever something huge in the world and then above it will be like Patrick Dangerfield bought a <laughs> PS5 <laughs> you know, <laughs> which <laughs> we will get into. Um, well, do you know what? That's I, funny. I agree. I, I agree though, because I remember actually being in um, a, a newsroom one time, and we were like probably fifteen minutes away from going to air. And Nick Nan and we put a tweet out, and I kind of remember it was. Uh, I kind of remember what it was about now, but it wasn't like you know groundbreaking Mind stuff breaking, but yeah. it was no nah, no nah, he put a tweet out and like literally my whole story that i had written and been working on all day changed like that and i pretty <laughs> much had to like cut it in half and then put nick nananui as the opening sort of thing i went oh my gosh imagine like being that person that can just you know make well, it something it, yeah it, well it's in these sort of um Whatever, whatever, wherever you live, for example, if you're in Queensland or New South, it's the NRL and our states, it's the AFL guys. So, for example, yesterday there was an active shooter in Margaret River and there was a murder investigation um, about, like, a woman getting killed, which took up the bottom third of the paper for two articles and then above it it's Luke Shuey having a baby. That is ridiculous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... We shook up two thirds of the paper, and then all these things underneath. An active shooter, I think, is pretty big news, personally. Yeah. Um, but he is the captain. <laughs> <laughs> and they had a baby called Georgia. Oh, oh good little yeah. middle name Parker. Middle name Parker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good name. What is your um, name again, George, uh, Georgie Louise? Georgina Louise, Georgie Lou. You can call yeah, me if you want. GLP. GLP, that's me. That's a, that's a um, fast car if you want it. Is it? Well, yeah. What about you, Bubs? Um, I actually have. Uh, I th- I'm I'm pretty. Th- I actually think you're either one or the other for this one. They. Ronaldo. I, yes. I hate <laughs> him. I hate him. I hate I Christian Ronaldo. I watched his documentary and I found him a very weird man. Yeah, I. Is I it because he hates weird? goalkeepers? I didn't know that. Even more so now. I hate him. I remember this line. I will not watch anything about him. I will not watch anything about him. I remember this line in his doco thing that he had, and I watched it on the plane because I rewound it and went and got my goalie friends to watch it because he had his little little random son which just appeared one day with no mum. And it said, the kid goes, oh, when I grow up, I want to be a goalkeeper. And he goes, no, you don't. Goalkeepers are weird. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we all know that, that, but it doesn't need to say it out loud. No, <laughs> I just... You just don't like hearing the truth, bubs. Well, <laughs> what are you saying? Let's be fair. No one does. And when you when you put it, everyone thinks it's because I like Leo Messi, but I don't I don't class them as in, at any way similar players or they don't even play the same game. And you can Leo like Messi, both or the other. I, you like, like both. You can like both, but I just don't. And I actually think... A lot of people think you either like Messi or you either or you like Ronaldo. You can't like both. And like the Nadal and Federer can. Mm. Yes. You can like both. Yeah. You can like both. You prefer one over the other. Federer, we don't tell them. Just like your team, children. Team Jolie, Just team like Pitt, that. you know. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Team Aniston. But anyway, yeah. when you think <laughs> oh, about it, <laughs> you're going to always prefer one over the other, but. Yeah, I can't stand Christian Ronaldo. And there are so many other players out there that I can say, not nah, hate them, but I won't bore you with them all. The other one I don't like is Usain Bolt. I don't like oh, Usain Bolt. That's massive. That I is don't huge. like him. I've never heard anyone who hasn't liked Usain Bolt before. 
I, I, I think personally it's because he thinks he can play football. And I hate that because he's fast, he thinks he can play and that annoys me. <laughs> he probably could have if he started playing when he was Well, he 10. has played He has played all his life but just not uh, at but a But, like, he level. didn't train and he didn't train at it. He stopped training yeah, he's, yeah, he stopped, exactly. he became a runner, yeah. Yeah, but I just hate how athletic people think they can just come in and play the game. It's just annoying. <laughs> it's a really simple game. Yeah, I, I liked, like. You know actually, what I loved when that that security guard didn't recognise him when he was trying to get into that meet, and I thought it was hilarious that he wouldn't let him in because he thought it. I don't know who you are, so I was. <laughs> I would do that, but I'd know who he was and just be like, "Sorry, can't come in. I don't like it." Still didn't spot. I can think trust issues for me. Like, I think that like Roger Federer, for example, I can appreciate. Seems like a great guy, great for tennis. But he gives me a feeling of uneasiness because I'm just wondering what's Fair. going to happen with him. Like Tiger, he was like, like Tiger, Tiger mm. um, like um, you know Lance Armstrong. Um, you just, saying you're just waiting for the doping like, for yes. you, Jane? Like, and yeah. I, uh, that feeling of uneasiness kind of makes me not trusted. Therefore, no one can I don't be really want, I don't really want you know much to do with them. I want somebody that sort of average ability sort of you know maybe still ranked in the top 10 but not that good that there's going to be something that goes on with them later on Federer can't if Federer I complete I see that with Usain because he's broken all these records in something that takes a long time to break I don't know I, Roger's just too good he's Switzerland He's Swiss. He's, yeah, he There's can't. no way he's going bad. He can't. There is no, no way. He can't. He Look can't. at the Alps. They just Let me mark up. this conversation. Let it be heard at 8.44 a.m. That, <laughs> that Roger is fine. Nothing, nothing can go wrong with Roger. Well, yeah, well, the thing is, it's like the exact same thing with Tiger had this squeaky clean record and then next minute he's crashing his car drunk with 100 girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> but he came back. He came back bigger and better Look, than ever. In honesty, he could just be president. Let's be fair. He could end up being president. <laughs> exactly. Yes, I would like to go because I think that our previous conversation, particularly around Nick Nanui making headlines based on, you know, something <laughs> insignificant that he has done is quite relevant. I was looking through the paper the other day and who should pop up? Nick Nanui because he bought a PS5 <laughs> and he got in ahead of, apparently these PS5s are like hard to get. He's, he's all probably got a connection. No, no, that's no way. No way he could have just got it. No, he will. He probably sponsored. They probably <laughs> sent it to him, and he's got yeah. it. Uh, which I don't even get why. If you've got a PS4, why you want a PS5 so bad? So I'm probably really <laughs> making a lot of people angry here, but I just don't get it. Anyway, I he he got it apparently for Christmas, and people are missing out on their from PS5. himself or from Sony. Well, yeah, <laughs> either <laughs> Thanks, or. Sony. Yeah. Um, not a bad Christmas present, um, but I, it got me thinking about Christmas presents that, you know, when you're growing up, you received that you just thought was the absolute bomb. You were so excited about it. Hindsight now, maybe, you know, not so great. Um, chances are it's not making the newspaper because you're not Nick Nanui or anyone or a footballer, but, you know, maybe it could have. Have you guys got any uh, presents like well, that? Well, you have got a kid. And kids ask for the weirdest shit. No. Ask for weird things. 
Yeah, like she asked for a um a costume. She well, asked for a, oh, she yeah, asked for a dog costume, like randomly. She asked for a dog costume. That was fun. Well, there's so but many things. I I asked for mousetrap when I was a kid, and, and I thought it was the best an, thing on earth. An actual mousetrap or the game? No, the, no, game, the game. The board surely. game. That's mousetrap. a great game. Oh, okay. Yeah, but don't be ashamed what? of that. Well, I, I, yeah, I was a little bit ashamed because no one wanted to play with me. <laughs> oh, no. Had you made a crock and bush to go with mousetrap? Yeah. That's, I, 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 this stems from very, very deep emotionals about no one wanting to play with me or come to my parties. But, I yeah, I got I got so ridiculed for getting mousetrap for Christmas from my oh, mates. I think we... I think it was because Mon- Monopoly. No, sorry. sorry, no, no, no. How old were you? How old was I? Yeah, when you asked for it. Um, I think I was like eight, eight or oh, nine. Oh, okay, no, no, that's fine. I thought you were like now. Twenty-five. <laughs> <laughs> you wish, hun. Yeah. Um, I. It's always funny when you look back and you go like, oh, my God. It's like, you know, when you're like, I mean, I wasn't because it wasn't a thing, but like 10-year-olds are like, I need a onesie. I need it <laughs> so I can walk yeah. around the shops in my onesie. It's like yeah. oh, you look back and go, oh, my God, cringe. And I think we've discussed this. It's like I really needed my blow-up furniture. Like, yes. I yes. needed I my blow-up that. furniture. I, I needed that giant seat. flamingo. Yes. I needed the blow-up couch with my blow-up little things. like, why do I need that? And I even had a blow-up backpack. <laughs> <laughs> What? I don't need any of that. And I remember going to basketball, and you know when you're 10, you've got nothing to carry. You've yes. got nothing to carry. Your mum carries everything. In my little backpack, I put, put my impulse deodorant. <laughs> I hope that was the vanilla, the vanilla scent. <laughs> Whatever mm. scent. Put my vanilla, uh, my, my vanilla, my um, impulse deodorant and, like, my a packet of tissues and, like, uh, a um, a lip balm, a lip balm, a lip smacker, lip smacker. It's like okay, that and that's all that's in my little blow up bag. And it's like, mm-hmm. but I needed that bag, of course, mm-hmm. I needed it, and um, for my marbles as well. Another thing, <laughs> my marbles in my bum bag. I would have <laughs> never made it as a backpack or well, blow up backpack kid. I literally cleaned out my bag the other day, and I'm not lying. I think I pulled out seven forks out of my bag. I mean, that would not have they gone well me. in the blow-up backpack. <laughs> forks and spoons, they always end up, and little teaspoons, they end up everywhere. Teaspoons are like a commodity, you just need to continually buy them. In the workplace, yeah. forks go. They just walk out the door and now I know where they go, into my bag. Into your bag. <laughs> Bags are gross. When you look at them and it's like, oh, my God, how old is this chewy? I mean, I'll eat it. <laughs> and then it's soft and you're like, yeah. yeah. This is probably been old. through the wash as well. Disintegrates. <laughs> it's fucking rain. Well, I actually remember growing up and been, um, going sneaking through mum and dad's, um, like where the, the Christmas presents were stocked. And... Um, this oh is God. before. That's you when know, you know. That's, this is before Santa was a thing, you know. I was about um, to say this is when you worked out Santa didn't exist. We just like, hang on, hang on. <laughs> you needed to preface that we could have kids listening to this show, which they really this is eighteen be. only. This is 18 oh, okay. Plus. Oh, good. Yeah, because if your kid is on a sports bet um, podcast <laughs> listening to us <laughs> repeatedly, it could be trouble. Um, now I went rummaging through and I found it was a, a double edition, so it was. The Grease um, video cassette 
and then also um, the grease like tape with all the songs on it as well. Anyway, I thought, well, this could either go for my brother or to me. I wasn't too sure, but I really wanted to firm it up as to like the present being given to me because who wouldn't want a grease video? I love and grease, also, but also dumb because your brother can have it and you can then watch it and then you really well, get two listen, presents Well, listen, I wasn't really one. thinking it through. I was just super excited <laughs> about this possibility of getting the double edition of Grease. And so I said to my mum, I was like, mum, you know what I would really like is um, a Grease cassette tape for, you know, the video player. The double and then edition. Also, exactly, the double edition. Anyway, later on she's like, you went sneaking through all the presents. I'm like, no, I didn't. I just really wanted it and I saw it at like the Darrington video shop. I mean, how dumb am I as a kid to think that just actually you didn't need to finish you didn't need to say it as a kid. <laughs> just end it with how dumb am I? How dumb am I? I just couldn't cover these things up. Anyway, I'm stoked. And to, still to this day I remember thinking, why did I get so excited over okay, okay. a grease okay. double edition? On that on that, I remember while we're on some, like, you know, sneaking and whatever, we got a confession. Once, this is off topic, but once I had lost my tooth and I was like, oh, I'm going to brush it so the tooth fairy can, can Give see me extra that money. it's really clean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brushed it, dropped it down the drain. I was like, oh, my God, what do I do? <laughs> so I just went and pinched $2 from mum's wallet, put it in there and go, mum, look, the tooth fairy gave me $2. <laughs> and she goes, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> How dumb am I? <laughs> or oh, finally after all these years, the tooth fairy is actually recognised for being real. Who knows? <laughs> I was like, oh, God. I look back and I'm like, oh, my God, she knew I stole from her. She, she knew that her child was a sociopath. Right yeah, now, she knew that the, her child was a thief and dishonest. <laughs> anyway, uh, all in all, good luck to Nick Nananui and hope he enjoys his PS5 and good luck to those that are hoping to get one for Christmas. I hope that it could be as enjoyable as the double cassette grease pack. <laughs> You are about to enter the courtroom of Judge Georgina Parker. Judge is, judge, court is in session, guys. Court is in session. Court is in session. Judge Judy, all rise for me for Judge Georgie, please, because we've got a lot to digest here and actually sift through because Collingwood Football Club have been absolutely appalling the last week. I would like to say that their behaviour the last week has been on par with their performance in their last game, and we all know how bad that was, 100-point thrashing Ooh. against Jill. I'm just taking they... this in. I'm just, wait, hold up, just let me have a moment. Okay, <laughs> carry on. You're good, you're good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's just nice to hear from you. So, of course, we've had the trade period, and for those who don't follow AFL that well, for especially the to national um, listeners, all two of you. Um, <laughs> essentially, you have about a, a month period after the season where you can trade um, players, get what you can, whatever. We've got salary caps in the AFL um, that clubs all need to be under. And in the end, Collingwood were not, um, their books were not even and they needed to get rid of some expensive players to free up some salary cap space because they couldn't really do anything in the trade period because they had no money. 
Essentially, we had to get rid of Adam Trelaw, who was up there at 900000 a year, so a lot of money, one of the highest paid there. Um, and just the way they went about this was just appalling. Um, they dragged his partner into it with their little baby who, and this is probably the thing that pissed everybody off. It's the player welfare and how they handled this. You need to lose players, that's fine, and my problem isn't losing Adam Trelaw. My problem is losing him for absolutely nothing. They got nothing in return. And for um, bringing his partner in saying, well, his partner going and playing in Queensland um, is the reason why she's a netballer playing for the Queensland Firebirds, is the reason why we wanted to trade him. So now, now they've blamed losing one of your best midfielders on his partner. Well, they, they just, sort of are saying that, like, he won't be able to perform basically without his family sort of being there. Was that the, the crux of it? 100%. But that's like me saying, well, I can't do my job while Jake's over here in Perth. It's well, outrageous. True, and they're just, they're... He's very settling <laughs> for you. <laughs> no, he, and he's no, got he's And he's not. got good puns. He does have <laughs> great puns. Um, but it, it's it's something that didn't need to be drawn attention to because – then if you read comments, it's like, well, I think that, you know, she's only on 50000 a year. Why is she putting her family above him? There's so much to digest here and it's just really not forward, especially for a team, a club that has a netball team. Um, and pushing that agenda wasn't the right. Their PR this week was absolutely woeful. Um, mm. Horrendous. Bubs, you weren't happy with the um, that kind of comment, were you? No, because it's... It's degrading, actually, for not only the wives and girlfriends, but the fact that it's degrading for the man. Like, yes. like he can't do his job. Like, well, a woman can't do their job. Well, a, a woman can't do his job. Like, there are CEOs, there are massive uh, business people all around the country um, working away from home with it, without their families, and you're just... It's just belittling to think that a person cannot function. Um, you know, it's hard, don't get me wrong, but it's a bit, you know, degrading to think that people can't do their jobs because they're away. Super backwards, right? And the yeah. fact that they were expecting her to put, she's just had a baby and is coming back into um, elite level sport. She's a world champion and a um, Commonwealth Games gold medalist. And the tag they want to put her on with is WAG. Wag. Not, yeah, not world champion netballer moves to Queensland. It's WAG moves to Queensland, upsetting his career. Yeah. I think, um, I think I said this maybe sort of the last week, but I just kind of went, I think that there's an element of, you know, Collingwood trying to cover up maybe some poor decision making when it comes to the amount that they'll pay yeah. their players. And it actually would, come across better than what they've tried to what they've tried to do is basically weasel out of actually owning up and kind of going mm-hmm. we've made past mistakes Adam Trelaw has been great for the club but essentially we actually need to free up some of our salary cap um, he's a good player he's done wonderful things with the club we made some poor decisions but this is why we're having to actually let him go I think that that removes any element of being personal about it. I think that means that, you know, you're still paying him the respect of being a good club person, a good player. He's departing maybe on not great terms, but still okay terms. And then you're not having this, he said, well, the coach said, the player said, you know, that kind of banter. This is the facts. 
we've made a bit of a muck up. Um, we need to fix it. This is the only way that we see fit. This is our plan forward. We think that in X amount of time, by taking these steps, we're actually going to have a stronger team and we're going to have a team that's going to be better for the club in the future. I mean, yes, people might kind of go, oh, bloody hell, what a silly you know, decision by the club to give Adam Trelaw that amount of money in the first place. But, you know, it is what it is. It'll blow over in a day. I think the Fremantle Dockers did it really well. They made a silly decision, I think, to actually probably take on Jesse Hogan and they've had to trade him this year. They probably traded him for a number of reasons. And initially, everyone kind of went, oh, what a silly decision to get Jesse Hogan in the first place. But now they're kind of going, well, actually, probably glad that we've sort of freed up a little bit of uh, space yeah. now to bring some younger kids through. So it's not a bad decision. It was probably just a bad decision, you know, a couple of years ago. So and it's a gamble anyway. It's a gamble anyway with any player because a player at the time is worth what they're worth for whatever reason. Um, and sometimes they can be worth more than what you're paying them or sometimes they can be worth less than what you're paying them. But it's always yeah. a gamble and it's really hard to get that absolutely right. They needed to take ownership and they didn't want to. They've done that now and they've kind of said that. And everyone's like, why didn't you say this before? There was no transparency. You've lost four good players um, three of which you were getting paid overs, you would have thought. Adam Trelaw potentially not, however, does have hamstring issues. And potentially we we actually don't need him. I've got no problem with losing any of these players. My problem with were how these players were treated, their welfare mm. management was, you know, Jaden Stevenson doesn't get told anything and then suddenly it's like, oh, you're on the trade table. Um, and he has to ring the coach himself. That's not on the on the player. And I think as well... This transfers into how the players next year play. Um, they get, uh, they're not going to be prepared to take risk. They're going to want to be, oh, I want to play everything in line. And a, te- a team of players that play in line, you want to have some structure, of course, but you want to have freedom and be able to take risks at, at, with no fear of, all right, well, you're the on the trade table. For, yeah. yeah. Um, you want to be able to play for each other and know that your club has your back, your players have your back, but it's going to start playing into this, um, game of playing for your position in the team and playing for your contract next year, and that's never good for a club at all. I'd like to think that potentially there's something in the pipework for next trade period, and that's why they freed up so much salary for us to get a big player next year. Um, but I think there's been some irreversible damage on how the players see the club and the protection that they feel the club can offer because I feel as though they won't. I mean, if this were to happen in my team, I would be really worried about my position and um, how they looked up, looked at me um, or my teammates as a, as a player. Um, so it's really disappointing how they've, they've handled it. By far the worst performing um, trade team all year, like in that whole trade period. Like, I mean, far out. North Melbourne don't even have a coach. A coach. Yeah, they managed to get players in. We got nothing <laughs> at all. Like, what? That is saying something. After everything that North Melbourne has been through, when you don't do better than what they're doing, that's that really does Same say something. something, doesn't it? Um, don't, you, don't you think it just makes you wonder what actually happens? Because te- technically they shouldn't have announced any of this stuff, right? It should have been just like... Um, you know, under the under the table sort of dealings and then you get given what you're given, right? And the reasons are you never know the real reasons. Yeah. Um, can you imagine what actually 
happens with these dealings. Oh my god! I can't, no, I can't, no. I can't bear to think about some of these players' mental health or mental oh, ill health for oh. saying that. If they're if they're getting um, ousted because of family issues or family reasons or the you know choosing to to go to the birth of their child rather than play in a final or 100%. something like that. Like, 100%. come on! I think 100%. I think that it's good though in the fact that. They, the players can speak openly about what's kind of been going on. You know, they're not tied to that club anymore. So, you know, Adam Trelaw can actually be pretty open and transparent about, well, these are the conversations that have been had with me, which is Great. inappropriate. <laughs> you know, at least he can actually kind of go, well, I am safe because I'm going to get picked up by another club um, yeah. or I am going to another club now. Hey, this is actually what's going on because – I think that can only actually change things for the better. Mm-hmm. When clubs get made aware of maybe, hey, you didn't handle that the best way, this is what you can do to improve. But if it was all under the table, there was no feedback given, um, they maybe weren't held accountable for their actions as a club, well, then they don't learn from it and things don't get better. So maybe this transparency and the, the player being able to kind of go, hey, this actually is what happened is a good thing. And it, although it does play out publicly, which isn't great, um, I think that that organisation, Collingwood, for example, um, has to take notice and maybe it'll be a positive change in the future. You'd like to think so. Well, they tried to say, like I said, anyone else, is, was everyone else's fault but their own. You know, they, for example, they blamed um, the players not liking him then they blamed his <laughs> partner. And it's like, well, firstly, the players actually don't not like him to begin with. He's like, I've spoken to them. And then they shouldn't be the one to deserting the team anyway and then they blamed his partner and it's just so disappointing um for him as a player and also what I hate is why if a player wants to leave a club for whatever reason if they're contracted all hell broke, um, broke loose of of them being not loyal to the club whatever Adam Trelaw was contracted for five years <laughs> yet they yeah, shift exactly. him off. what point are they having having contracts what is yeah. no point if you just want to go? Same with um, Adam, uh, uh, Phillips, Tom Phillips. He was contracted for another three years, albeit for overpriced. It was on 600000 He shouldn't have been. But what? Like how can you be contracted and then they get rid of you? And then if a player does that, and this is why I always try to side with what I always side with players when this happens because a club drops you at the drop of a hat. Mm. They don't give a shit. They just want to get rid of you for own reasons. And okay, that's fine. But if a player does it, then it, they're, they're the awful person. And they aren't loyal. How dare they? Yeah. How dare they? Um, you know what? It's a business from both sides. And so maybe us as supporters um, should be thinking a little bit more. Um, yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that um, players these days, I think it's nice to be loyal. Um, I think if the club's treating you well, and you're getting a fair deal, it's good to be loyal, but you've only got a certain amount of time to be an athlete. And, you know, to a certain extent you want to be happy, but also you want to be making as much money as possible when you're in your prime, having those two together. So you might be willing to take a little bit less money because you're going to be happier at that club. Um, But, you you know, if it's going to be a few hundred thousand a year, it could be worth considering actually switching yeah. clubs and people yeah, shouldn't exactly. be made to feel bad about bad making about a decision. Exactly. You know, you put it in the real-life context of you've just been offered a new job where you're getting paid a couple hundred thousand more with a different firm. I don't think too many people would be like, oh, I've got loyalty, you know, to Pepsi yeah. when Coke's offering me $200,000 <laughs> yeah. more. Yeah. No, it's outrageous. I'm a 
potato We're all potatoes Oh, we're going into it now. Okay. So I, <laughs> I was looking on um, the Women's AFL Twitter account um, and there's a bit here from Erin Phillips, who we all know is an absolute oh, gun, Adelaide Crows player. Um, very good. And um, Bubs, she's a little bit on the, the mature side as well and this is what why do you keep about. saying my name when you mention age i fucking hate no, that. because no, because this is like this is relevant to what you're saying about oh, okay. um cheese oh cheese um, okay cheese yeah and i thought how odd what have we spoken okay. about cheese i said it before um, mature age cheddar anyway all good uh, she's Go mature age cheddar anyway yeah. this is weird i don't know if like the app was listening um, Erin Phillips says, I love being out there with the crew for season five at the ripe old age of 35. Not that old, but anyway. Can't believe some of the baby crows were born in the year 2001. Oh, well, I read oh, a I quote that says, age doesn't matter unless you're cheese. Guess I'm all good then. <laughs> oh, my God. All wine. So, wine she's, so you know, she's, she's 19. Okay. Yeah, she's okay with being 35, but it was just kind of funny. She was kind of referencing that, you know, you don't want to be old cheese, um, but she's all good because she's not cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, anyway, I, I, I thought that was quite cheese, funny. Sorry. It's great that she's playing. It's good that a 35-year-old, even with those in 2001, Erin Phillips. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, I think it's great that she's getting out there. So she gets my fras because we want people like that staying in the game when you're a gun like that. She <laughs> also, though, holy crap, looks – she would be fitter than anyone in the entire team. Yeah. Like, like, like in, the around, in the competition. In the competition. All around. All around not necessarily – yeah, yeah, in terms of like her base level of every single testing is incredible. She's so yeah, strong. Yeah, love it. She's yeah. goals. Well, my fries comes to um, Ash Barty. She's finished the year without going to the US Open or the French Open. She's kind of benefited from the COVID, um, the way they're ranking players and where their um, points are coming from certain competitions. So she's benefited from that because she is finishing year 2020 as world number one. So it's her second year in a row that she's doing that. Um, so some fries for her because... I guess the last couple of months, all she's been doing is going to playing golf tournaments at her club <laughs> and, and going to the beer. footy. Drinking beer. So look, she is the she is the perfect example of balance and perfect example of um, taking that break when you need and um, coming back when you're a little bit more refreshed and being staying humble. Yeah, staying humble. Staying she humble. is. There's not many people that wouldn't like Ash, right? No. Well, I don't think um, Elise Cornet does, who's a French tennis player, because she actually put a tweet out in response to the ranking saying, I love Ash, but seriously, WTA or, you know, the the world ranking. Um, WTA, WTF, am I right? Yeah, exactly. WTA, WTF. So I don't think she was too impressed about Ash Barty being ranked number one when. I can speak to that. I can speak to that. And Cornet, she had a pretty good year. So I think that, you know, she was probably hoping to be a little bit higher up, not number one, but it was interesting. I went, oh, okay. The points don't lie, Cornet. It means that it's because last year's French Open were included in a tally. Yeah. 
yeah so certain like tournaments that. that she played that yeah. got more and then so ones that weren't applicable yeah so. so it's results from march 2019 all the way into november 2020 so she's getting an extra six months of competition results in there so that's mm. why so she did benefit but hey snaps Corne. Yeah. My my fries are going to Beck Shaw. Um, she's on Twitter as she is. Uh, she is, so she is the funniest person on yeah. Twitter. Follow yeah. her, hundred percent. She's so funny. so funny. I've actually messaged her before saying you're the funniest person on Twitter. So she's hilarious. So this is in line with the Nick Natanui you get in the PS um, five. She wrote a joke. She said, "Marriage should be between a man." And his video games, just as God Nintendoed. <laughs> there you go, Beck Shaw. Absolutely uh, loved she, it. You can have my frost because you's funny bitch. <laughs> uh, she's so good. She's hilarious. She also loves the page on Instagram, um, siblings or dating, which I um, pointed out a few weeks ago. So if you're not, so on she that might page, be a listener. So Beck Shaw, uh, hey. Uh, <laughs> Jeez, but hey, I've no, just she's, followed she's her funny. now, so oh, you know, if I follow back, I'll let y'all There we go. Know. We have been influential in this decision. All right, before we go, we'll quickly just get it's Origin Night tonight. Um, so if you haven't listened to this before that, then that's sick. If you have, then this doesn't matter. Who do you think is going to win Origin? There's one all. Blues. Look, I, I'm going Blues, but I'm a Maroons fan, so I want Queensland to win, and I think they might have a chance because of the crowd factor, but I still yeah. think New South Wales will win. I think New South Wales will win. However, I'd love Queensland to win. Um, but Adokar with the winning touch. Adokar is a safe bet to chuck yeah. in for an income try scorer. Chuck yeah. that in. Um, yeah. He's pretty safe. He loves it. Just signed back with um, Storm and we'll about sign back with Storm. So. Right. Well, that's good news well, for you if you're doing ground announcing. A bit easier to announce that one. Much easier. Some of them are so difficult. I've got to practice. Um, all right. Well, everyone, thanks for listening. If you got through, well done. Um, if you have me a punt, gamble responsibly, and we will see you next week for our grand finale. Exciting times. <gasps> Christmas special. It's a Christmas special. It's a Christmas special. Get excited, everyone. All right. Have a good day. Bye.